Let's talk about it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No share with Dr. Dave. Hello and welcome to the Null Share with Dr. Dave podcast. I am Dr. Dave Cornelius, your host. We are continuing the series Resiliently You to discover what makes people resilient to build high-performing organizations and sense belonging and healing. The topic is, it's time for business leaders to address healing, the missing piece of the diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, DEIB puzzle. Our understanding of what it takes to create an inclusive workplace where all can thrive has evolved considerably over the years and will continue to evolve. Employing the language of diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI, is now standard practice in the business world. Recently, many have added the critical idea of belonging to the lexicon. It's time to further expand our vision and add healing to the mix and not as an afterthought or a nice extra, but as foundational element for a healthy workplace. The goal of diversifying organizations started to be embraced in the 1960s, first as the right thing to do, and later as a business imperative. In the 1980s, insights into the importance of psychological safety made it clear that diverse representation would only mean so much if people didn't feel truly valued. Thus, the goal of inclusion was introduced. In the last decade, we have accepted equity, creating a level playing field, as a necessary addition. Belonging takes inclusion a step further. Our ultimate goal should be for all employees to feel comfortable being their full, authentic selves at work. Over the years, I have been convinced that belonging is impossible without healing, especially for historically excluded and marginalized populations. As an African-American business leader and coach, I have felt and witnessed firsthand the double consciousness W.E.B. Du Bois wrote about in The Souls of Black Folk, the constant, insidious awareness of how others see you, creating what he called the two-ness, two souls, two thoughts, two unreconciled strivings, two warring ideas. Women, especially women of color, also carry the burden of that divided self, as do LGBTQ plus and others. We cannot separate the well-being or lack thereof of others from our own, especially in a setting of shared striving like the workplace. If injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere, the wounds and traumas of others should concern all of us. The pandemic has made it abundantly clear how deeply connected our destinies and well-being are. We learn we must protect others in order to protect ourselves. Many business leaders learn that things like mental health are not just purely private matters, but have a significant impact on an employee's ability to thrive and perform well. Some business leaders also came to realize, in the wake of George Floyd's murder, that a national racial reckoning couldn't be left solely to the politicians. Recently, an influential group of medical experts, the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force, 
recommended for the first time that all adults under age 65 be screened for anxiety. Our individual and collective mental health is still reeling from the pandemic. We are increasingly divided politically and culturally. The need for healing has never been greater. That's the bad news. The good news is that with the right healing protocols, we cannot only recover from those wounds, but emerge stronger and healthier than before. Athletes know that they can come back from injury better than before. Research into post-traumatic growth shows that individuals and communities can ultimately be transformed positively by difficult and even traumatic experiences. In my own work in the corporate world, I have found great inspiration and practical wisdom in the Ubuntu philosophy that helped transformational leaders like Archbishop Desmond Tutu and the late President Nelson Mandela who healed a divided nation in South Africa. I believe this philosophy, with its core principle of I am because we are, can help heal and transform the American workplace. Belonging continues to lag in the American workplace, despite concerted efforts to improve this critical element of organizational culture. Coqual, formerly the Center for Talent Innovation, has developed a metric for assessing belonging. They find that the median belonging scores for black women and Asian women are considerably lower than those for other groups. But they also find that even small gains in belonging yield significant improvements in employee retention, engagement, and satisfaction. I believe that incorporating healing into the DEIB mix would greatly enhance initiatives to create a more inclusive workplace. It should be noted that when Lewis Griggs first introduced the idea of inclusion to his business clients in the 1980s, he initially got pushback from people who saw it as too touchy feeling for the business world. We now know better. Similarly, we should not shy away from addressing healing in the workplace. Healing is not just a private matter to be pursued in a therapy session. Just as leaders are now learning to address mental health head-on, we must take healing central to organizational culture and strategy. We should embrace a range of modalities, including the somatic, massage and physical therapy, meditation, and the act of forgiveness, which played a critical role in helping South Africa heal from its wounds and divisions. Business leaders need to explicitly incorporate belonging and healing into their strategic goals. When business leaders look down the road and decide where they would like to be in the next six months or a year, they can also usually identify obstacles that might prevent them from getting there. Invariably, some of these obstacles have to do with culture and team cohesion. Business leaders can take the following actions to arrive at healing outcomes. Create an environment that supports a belonging and generative culture. Use the principle of Ubuntu that enable community, integrity, and honesty, the spirit of togetherness. Increase the language of compassion to be present for employees. Support self-organizing groups for meditation and self-help to explore thoughts and feelings within the organization measure to obtain validated learnings to decide whether to pivot or stay with the healing strategic initiative. 
Just as in agile development, such two-week iterative experiments can help a company pinpoint where its culture needs work and adjust and innovate appropriately. We should be innovative not only in our products and services, but in how we approach culture building. The workplace is where we spend so much of our days and years, and also where we pursue our livelihoods and ambitions. We're a better place to pursue the healing and wholeness we all need. Thank you for listening to the Nalshir with Dr. Dave podcast. We look forward to connecting with you in our next episode. Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have some share. No, no share with Dr. Dave.